It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Baby, come home to me. Baby, come home to me. It's a half past quarter to three. You guys, hi, it's Ryan. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I am Ryan Bailey. That was a a, a band named Scissor Sisters led by Jake Shears. That's Baby Come Home. It's It's an amazing bop. I uh, really suggest you check it out. It's a very important bop, though, because it was the theme song to a little Bravo one-hit wonder, one-season wonder show called Princesses Long Island. Now, that is the focus of today's show. We are going to get into a couple other things, maybe a little Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian, maybe a little Claire and Dale from The, uh, the Bachelorette. We all remember Claire. She believed she found the love of her life, and it turned out she did not. But today is something that we need to uh, pay homage to, something that I want to actually draw your attention to. Now, we say we love these Bravo shows, but some people don't even know the history of Bravo. Some people don't know what kind of amazing shows that have come before these shows that we know and love today, like Vanderpump Rules, like Summer House, like Family Karma, like um, Camp Getaway. Well, you know what? Maybe not Camp Getaway, but the, the majority of the Bravo shows, they are built on the backs of some of the most one, the most amazing one-season wonders out there. Uh, I, am, of course, am talking about the holy trinity of shows that I love uh, that, uh, that only had one season. You got Gallery Girls. Uh, You got NYC Prep, which I talk about. I did a whole season recap on the Patreon about that. But you guys, what I'm telling you, if I can give you one gift, it's to let you know about these shows if you don't. And I know 
a good sixty <clears> percent <throat> of you guys probably know. Like Ryan, we get it, we know. But but the the other thirty or forty, I'm not good with math. Uh, the other one, uh, you gotta know, you gotta watch these shows. You're gonna watch these shows and you're gonna be like, why? What? Why didn't they have a season two? When I see all of these shows out here on Netflix, like Bling Empire and and uh, you know what, what HBO's got House of Ho, uh, you got Selling Sunset, all of these other things, you know, and I'm like, man, why doesn't Bravo have have these? And the funny thing is, Bravo did have these. They just didn't stick with some of them. And today we're gonna be featuring the show Princesses Long Island because we have. Uh, one of the lead cast members from that show, Amanda Bertoncini, she is joining us to talk. Uh, and, and to me, to me, and I think to a lot of you guys out there, that is like talking to, hmm, who would I compare it to? That's, I mean, it's like a historical figure. It's like Abra- It's like the female Abraham Lincoln. I think that's what we were all, I think we all agreed that it's the female Abraham Lincoln. I mean, because... When I talk, I was talking to her, and the the, so I talked to her. She was like my first interview, January fifth or something, and I was still in Arizona with my family. Oh, hi! And you guys, if you don't know, I know we went to a daily format, so you might be giving this podcast out a, a shot for the first time. So, uh, hi, hello, welcome. It's going to be okay. Just uh, I guess drive to work or whatever you're doing in your car and enjoy. Um, thank you to Ariana Maddox. What a great episode that was yesterday. Thank you to Adam Duritz from Counting Crows. And thank you to all the people that listened and reached out and supported. I can't believe I get to talk to you guys the next day. And these first week of shows, Monday through Thursday, are, are going to be a little longer than they will end up being in the future. Uh, but it just, uh, I wanted to kind of really do the powerhouse and like hit it over the head with content like I usually do. But don't worry, you don't have to finish all of them. You can uh, wait until the weekend to get through them. Um, But thank you guys for supporting me on this. And I'm going to try to give it everything I got, give you guys my heart. These are things that I truly love. Um, So back to what I was saying is that I got COVID in Arizona. And I know I keep saying it. But uh, I remember the date coming near of having to talk to Amanda from uh, Princesses Long Island. And it was going to turn out to be my first interview back, and I just felt so shitty. Like, I just couldn't pull it together. Like, I would have, like, an hour of energy here and there, and then, you know, I would just go back and do, like, a a COVID coma, I felt like, where I would just watch TV. And the thing was, I watched Princesses Long Island, and it was the first time where I started feeling good again, you know? Or where, I don't know if the show inspired me to be like, you know when when you're not feeling good and all of a sudden you're watching something and you laugh or you you know it makes you feel a certain way that's what that show did for me in that moment and I was very you know I knew the show I watched the show and all that stuff but I rewatched it to talk to Amanda and this comes up too because one of my good friends one of my uh podcast uh compadres um I, I, you guys know hot takes and deep dives that my friend uh, Jess does. If you don't, go check out Hot Takes and Deep Dives. We did a History of Bravo episode, I believe it was in December, and um, Jess Rothschild, she, she's just the best. She's the best. So I wanted to give a shout out to her um, and tell go listen to her because she actually has a Princesses Long Island kind of overview this week or last week with uh, a guest from People's Couch that was great. Uh, but we did a History of Bravo and we talked about this show and it just so happened that I was able to get the opportunity to speak with Amanda. And this is, you know, I mean, gosh, 
this this show was like 2013 and to be able to speak to somebody it's so fun like i watched all of these shows and in my head i'm immediately like amanda's immediately right where she was at the end of season one in 2013 and that's just funny because it's you know people grow and she is like awesome she's does so much she actually interviews celebrities herself she's works in radio she uh hosts a lot of things uh of course COVID has uh, affected her uh as well and we get into that but it was just so cool it was a great way to start the year you'll hear in the interview uh, my voice isn't really a- as strong as it usually is because it was just a real bear to uh to actually do this even though it was like so fun so i apologize for how weak my voice is at times in this but the interview i think is really great and amanda is just excellent and i'll give you a little history about princesses before we start and you guys know how much i love instagram and i meet i think the majority of my new friends i meet off instagram and i get to talk one of my new things i want to do in this new year is i had a couple people on last year where i met them on instagram I was like, come on, talk about the show. You you seem to like the shows. Come on and talk. And my other guest today, um, I thought I'd give you a little extra today if you wanted to hear. And I think this is just a really cute, fun interview with uh, Sofia Jimenez. Uh, sophisticated style, I believe, is her Instagram. And I'll put that um I'll put that in the uh, the show notes. But she works for a company called Mixology, a clothing company. Um, and it's at Shop Mixology. But she is going to uh, offer a discount code uh, for So Bad It's Good listeners, for the baddies out there. And I was like, I don't know style at all. Obviously, you guys know I'm an old Navy man. And quite frankly, I don't wear women's clothing yet. And um, so I, I figured, have somebody on. Maybe we can talk a little bit about style. Maybe she can teach me what I'm doing. And obviously, she was not able to do that. She could not work that miracle. But I have her on, and I'll put that on after Amanda. I think it's a really uh, fun interview if you guys are looking for a little something extra today. And uh, so Wednesday, we're going to have a comedian that I think you guys will all know, uh, a comedian and writer uh, that uh, will be recapping Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with me, and we'll be talking about a bunch of other stuff. And then Thursday, you'll have the triumphant return of Bill and Becky Bailey. Well, they'll, they'll we'll all be able to um, thank them for uh, giving me COVID uh, over the holidays. That'll be a, a very touching, special episode of so bad it's good uh how are you guys doing are you good man it, it's crazy this i mean just what what are we halfway through the year now i just can't i can't believe it um also so dale and claire and all that stuff how mondays are usually usually going to start with the pod is that i'm going to have a pop culture breakdown this monday i'm going to have a guest um coming with uh, talking with me who will kind of like so like this past monday we would have gotten into the madison and austin madison uh of course i'm talking about southern charm you guys the madison austin Kristen cavallari jay cutler um uh, quadruplet or whatever we're calling it what a mess and i know you guys have like seen it on instagram heard about it so much more but it is it is crazy it's like you need one of those homeland boards where you like you know put up all these pieces of information and just put yarn like trying to connect the dots like that like meme from charlie and it's always sunny in philadelphia but like i woke up on sunday and i'm like what's going on 
Oh, great. Madison's entered the chat? Because it all started because Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari took this stupid photo together in like 10 years strong, you know, and they thought they were making a unified front. And Madison uh, was like, hold my beer after she had been drinking a bunch of beer. And like she released receipts proving that her and Jay actually did sleep together. Um, I don't know, you guys. I had a I posted on Instagram. I just like all this fuss over that dude. Guys, I'm. I'm at, I'm this it just it shocks me. This guy's got one of the doofier faces I've ever seen. And I'm not a looker, guys, so I can say it. I'm fine. Like I I was compared to Screech for most of my life. So uh which I really even regret saying now because once you see it, you're not going to be able to shake that image. Um but like uh, we're all fighting over Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler. Like, I'm not even a sports guy, so maybe, like, he's, like, a killer, like, on the field. But I'm like, this guy, every photo I see, he he looks just like he's pasty and, like, a little hungover. And, like, he possibly smells like cardboard and farts. And I just don't... And then he's getting these, like, hot blonde girls that usually seem like they have... I'm not even a Kristen Cavallari fan. I'm not even a Madison fan. But I will say, like it always turns out, those women seem like they got their shit way more together than any of those dudes like Austin and Jay Cutler. Like, Madison literally... Like like I said, I don't like Madison, but she worked her ass off. She seems like a good mom. Like, Austin's, like, trying to have threesomes and sell his shitty beer... And like, but here and there, not even like really passionate about it. He's just like, he just kind of does it because it's like an intro to talk to women. And then we're supposed to feel bad. Like that's, guys always do that thing where then we end up feeling bad for them. Like Austin's like, Madison, I love you. Why don't you take me back, Madison? Madison. And even Craig's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, wise up. We're fine. You can get tons of girls. He's like, no, I need Madison. I only feel good cheating on Madison, but I need to be with her to cheat on her, man. And I don't know, like, I, I, I just, I think all of them can do better. I think all of them, there should be like a timeout we put celebrities in of like, okay, you've, uh, you've made this too much of our business and we need to put y'all in timeout. We need to take your phones. You're not allowed to post on the internet. And okay, that's another thing too, is that then... You know, here a grown man like myself, a grown man such as myself, shouldn't have to know about Kristen Cavallari's hairdresser friend, Justin. What is it? Justin Anderson. And this is... See, it, you guys, I don't watch very Cavallari. I don't know who this guy is. All I know is that I see this guy now pop up dancing on his, like, Instagram lives. And, like, Craig and Austin are in the background. And he's always dancing. And his face is always, like, fully in the camera, like, singing. And, like, it's to me... An outsider's perspective of not know is so thirsty. It's worse than some of the Instagram like influencer girls that I see, and so uh, the only thing like he looked like the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz to me. And I posted that on my Instagram. Everybody's like, "That's so mean. That's bullying or something." And I'm like, "No, I, I." He literally to me looks like the like there's something like the intensity of his eyes and uh, his long flowing. No, he doesn't have long flowing hair, but I'm so like. And I was like, wait a second, like, once again, I fucking look like Screech. Like, I'm not saying he's ugly. Obviously, he's a good looking guy. I think he probably gets a lot of dudes. I don't care about that. But what I do care is like, wait a sec. You have the thirstiest behavior known to man. Like, that's from somebody completely outside. Like, he must be a nice guy because a lot of people said, oh, this guy's a really nice guy. So great. I'm glad you're a nice guy. But 
when you see something and don't have a lot of like context for anything, all I see is a dude like doing hour long dance sessions on his IG live. And then everybody's kind of in the background and he's like getting the spotlight and he's always involved in Kristen Cavallari's drama. Like I said, I don't, I'm going to have Laguna Biatch on soon and we're going to talk about this and she's going to be able to set me straight. I think about all of this, um, who she has a great podcast as well. You guys, Kelly is awesome. Um, but it, it just, it, I'm like, why is this guy always there? Like this guy's then going on IG, sticking up for Kristen. He's like, you know, and it's like, oh, they're like, he's such a good friend. I'm like, really? Like he, he seems like he wants to insert himself in the story. I could be wrong. I'm sure you guys will correct me if I am. I, I'm just saying I, the fact that we have to spend, we, you guys, you guys, we spend a lot of our Sundays dealing with this shit. Come on, we. This is what I'm saying. Like they need to be ticketed or their phones taken away because we should not have to be worried about their shit this much. Like it's it's cute and it's fun to a degree, but then if you really if you if you if you put yourself in timeout and you take ten steps back and go, hey, wait a sec, why do I care? I don't even like Kristen Cavallari. I don't like Madison. I don't even watch sports. Jay Cutler means nothing to me. Okay. Also, that Justin guy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, this is if it was like Beyonce, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, it's Beyonce. Like, let's I want to get into the what happened in that elevator with Jay-Z and Solange Knowles. Remember that elevator ride where supposedly Solange kicked the crap out of Jay-Z because Jay-Z cheated on Rihanna, uh, cheated on Beyonce. And then they stepped out of that elevator. And there's that one shot of Jay-Z where you can just tell he's been smacked the in his face and Solange and Beyonce are like walking out of the elevator triumphant. That's what I want to spend my Sunday on. That's the story. I want to postulate theories and piece things together, but guess what? Those guys are legends. So they don't get messy. They're not doing Instagram photos and Instagram lives. Jay-Z's not like, let me tell you what happened with Beyonce the other night. You know what I'm saying? That's legend behavior folks. What we saw, that's bad news bears behavior with Austin and Madison. And that like, that's like C team. You know what I'm saying? Just like, think about it that we got legends and legends. We can only like, we can only postulate theories, you know, but those, those guys are spelling it out for us right and left. And sometimes that's just not fun. That's just my take on it. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about it. Also, uh, real quick, quick, uh, Claire and Dale. Uh, I wanted to play a little bit of this before we get into uh, Claire and Dale, of course, broke up from uh, this past season of The Bachelorette. And if you guys listen to the show, you know much how much I really disliked their relationship. Not because I'm jealous of it in any sense. It was just that it's never good. Like, it, <laughs> Claire was just not, I don't want to say desperate, but Claire was so uh, filled with hubris of like, I'm a 40-year-old bachelorette. I waited this long for love, and it's here. And she didn't trust the creative process of the show. She didn't play ball, which is kind of weird when you like, you're like, okay, yeah, love and all that stuff. But you do have to remember you're on a show, and they put millions of dollars on these shows. And, like, people, you know, kind of, like, depend on it for work, for their families and stuff. If you kind of, like, step back and really look at it. But uh, Claire just... The episodes with her were fascinating to watch because she just refused to do anything, really, except if it was for Dale. She's like, send for Dale. And Dale would be like, uh, hey, what's up? It's, it, is everything OK? She's like, I love you. He's like, I think I love you. 
I when I when I look at you, I like you. Like it was that kind of confusing thing where he's like, well, this might be love. Who knows? Like he just seemed kind of like a Bambi, like a deer in headlights of like. I was told if I came on the show, I'd get a lot more Instagram followers. And then he's on there and this really hot girl is like, I love you. And he's like, I, yeah, well, okay, sure. And it was that thing. And I think when I knew it wouldn't work was, uh, I mean, I knew it wouldn't work for many, uh, every moment they were on screen, but that's just because I have a gift where I can tell that stuff. But when they, 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 had le- they left the show and they did this little coda where they showed them like near the beach, like, you know, having like a romantic, you know, hiding away from the world. And Dale was like, what you doing mama? And she's like making a salad. And then they were like dancing all around the kitchen. And I was like, that, uh, that's a bad sign. If uh, you're like, what's going on, mama? First off, the only person that should be saying mama is A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. That's a deep cut. If you don't watch Saved by the Bell, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for you. But uh, yeah, that's not a good. You know, if you're a month into a relationship, I think at that point they were two weeks in. I don't know if mama should be a a term of affection yet. Like, when is it, ladies? (laughs) Ladies, tell me something. When is it okay to start calling you guys mama? And I don't mean if you're actually somebody's mama. Like, I don't, I'm not talking about my mom. Like, I don't even call my mom mama. I call her mom. But you know what I'm saying? Like, when, ladies, when when would you feel comfortable? Say you're dating a guy for a week and he's like, what's up, mama? And he means it totally serious. What do you do? Ask yourself that. Pull over, side of the road, and think about it and let me know. Like, I want to know what do you guys do? If you have, and I guess it probably depends on looks and what he does for a living and stuff. Like, do you, when do you let somebody call you mama? I feel like that's a, a six months to a year into a relationship kind of trust bond where you're like, oh, he's going to call me mama. He's not, he's not going to stop. And then you just accept it and you move on. I just feel like you can't do that two weeks into a relationship. That to me is serial killer behavior. The unfortunate thing is Claire had serial killer behavior as well. They both had very odd behavior. So if you have that much odd behavior coming at you, but the funny thing was they try to act like they were still in a relationship and things like that. And Dumois and all these people were posting like, Hey, Dale's in New York right now. I saw him making out with a girl. This is also during COVID you guys. And there were so many Dale. It was like, it was like every, when everybody used to say they saw Elvis after he was dead, like like Bigfoot. This was like how many Dale sightings there were in New York of him making out with people, yet there was no public announcement. And so finally, we finally got Dale where he finally says, you know, hey, it's you know such a bummer and like, oh, I don't take this lightly. And But then we find out, you guys, that Claire didn't <laughs> didn't know he was going to release that statement. Which has got to be like doubly hurtful. Like he broke up with me once and then he breaks up, you know, then he does it publicly and I didn't know he was about to do it. And so Claire's like, well, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. And yes, that's very hard. And so then everybody's like, oh, Dale's like a bad guy. Oh, my God. And so then today, Dale releases this on his Instagram. And I'll try to play as much as I can. Honestly, it gets a little boring and dense for me, but maybe you guys will like it. And let me and, and for everybody out there that doesn't know Dale or doesn't know what I'm talking about, because you'll listen to this and you might be like, oh what a, who cares about this dude? Um let me just uh he's really good looking. I don't know if that that 
helps anything. So imagine somebody really good looking saying this to you. I think it'll help because I think if somebody just regular looking said this, you'd be like, ah, what a loser. But picture him really good looking. I think that'll help. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, you know, I, I finally feel comfortable getting on here after having some time to process everything that's gone on. And I know a lot of y'all have seen me smile on social media and say I don't seem as burdened by this, but that's the farthest thing. Like this time has sucked. And thank God I have the friends and the family that I have because they've literally had to carry me through the last two plus weeks. And building a relationship is tough, especially when you're doing it in the public eye and media will take things and run with them. People will spread lies or always want to point the finger, but the fact of the matter is there's no one person to blame in this situation. And like every relationship, we've had our ups and downs and, you know, have gone through our things. But, you know, the statements that came out, like this didn't come out of nowhere. And I love Claire and respect Claire enough to let her know how I feel, even if that's against of everybody else. And it's going to take time, you know. I wanted nothing more than to make this relationship work. And I put my heart and soul into it each and every day. And I wanted nothing more than to build a healthy relationship. And while this is going to be difficult, you know, what you'll see for me is trying to practice what I preach and continue to put my best foot forward each and every day. And while trying to find some sense of normalcy, I'm also gonna to continue to try to find joy and happiness in each day and continue to share that. And everything else is in God's hands. So thank you all for all the support. Um, the outreach and the messages have been truly amazing uh, and it's helping a lot during this time and I'll never forget it. Yeah, you guys, all your messages have been amazing. It's really helped me and Dale. I would love to see Dale's DMs right now, <laughs> like those messages of support. Could you send me a dick pic? Um, uh, yeah, so that's the message. I mean, he kind of just goes in circles there. He's obviously, but he's like, I, you know, I, I, I love and respect Claire enough. I love the the word enough. Like, I think I, I love and respect Claire enough. Like, I don't love her fully, but I love her enough to respect and try to, to work this out. And he also, he's like, I like when he goes, you know, I love Claire and I showed up every day with passion in my heart. And I'm like, dude, you knew her for like 14 days. Like, it's, I can show up with passion in my heart for 14 days for like pretty much anybody, uh, except for Jax Taylor. Fuck that guy. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's, 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 that's not going anywhere. And like this guy, this guy is just it, also that's the thing, too, is that in my head, I was picturing Dale as like 25 years old this whole time. The dude's 33. I think Claire's only like 39 or 40. It wasn't that huge of an age difference. So I don't know. And and Dale's just he's like a model. He's he he's definitely going to I knew it was going to work, but I'm curious I'm curious if there's going to be a Claire Crawley response video. Because that's where it's going to get really good. My hope is this becomes sort of like an East Coast, West Coast rapper thing. You know, when like Tupac used to like, uh, you know, hit him up. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, like the vitri vitriol and hit him up towards like Biggie and, and Puff Daddy and stuff. Like what if like they keep dropping like diss Instagram tracks, you know, like where it's like it kind of nice. And then Claire's like, oh, you sucked in bed, bitch. What up? And then 
then Dale has to respond to that. And then we just, and then of course, I'm sure, uh, you know, Jay Cutler will see that as like, I got to get involved in that. That seems like a mess. And Madison's like, Hey, Dale, do you want to hook up? I'd love to get involved in that. Like, I feel like we put this all into just one big waste of like time suck. That's the only thing I feel like this, these guys, Dale, Claire, Austin, Madison, um, uh, Jay and Kristen, they should be like the justice league of time suck. The Avengers of Time Suck. Like, these guys really waste so much of our time. And it's at the end of the day, it's like we all have better relationships and better things to do than all of them. What are we doing with our lives, folks? But I actually, I genuinely love it. Um, Also, a shout out to Brittany Cartwright. I was informed that it was her birthday yesterday. And I'm so sorry that me and Ariana didn't get to say happy birthday to her. Um, A lot of people really like Brittany a lot. Uh, Jax Taylor uh, our good friend Jax wished her a happy birthday, of course, many times on his Instagram. And he thanked her. This is great. He thanked her for, uh, she's like, she's she's always so great, a smile on her face, and she always has to put up with my mood swings. Like, isn't that, isn't that sentence right there, you guys, a little odd? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, put up with my mood swings. Like, that's very odd sentence because... You could just say, you know, happy birthday to the mother of my our future child. You've made my life so, so complete. You are such an angel. You are one of the best women I've ever met in my life. And every day I try to show up and be a better man because I want to be able to earn your love each and every day. Instead, he's like, thank you for being so beautiful and amazing and for putting up with me and all of my mood swings. Like he hits that, which late leads me to believe you guys that they must've gotten into a fight this weekend. You know what I'm saying? And like, where he was like mood swinging, you know, it was like, Oh, I'm out of work. Ah, oh, my man cave isn't big enough. Ah. You know, that kind of thing. And then he was like, I don't know. I'm like this babe. And she's like, it's okay. Jack. That's my Brittany. It's okay. And I just picture him like petting Jax's head, like a cat. It's okay. Jax. It's me, Brittany. I'm not good with invitations. And, uh, but isn't that like the person that should be having mood swings in that relationship is Brittany. She's a pregnant, like, I think she's like six months along. She deserves all the mood swings that like, I mean, she's carrying a child right now. She's watching her body get like, like, you know what I'm saying? Why is she watching Jax's mood swings at all? Like I, like I've told you guys all along, like we all know, Jax is so far from perfect. The the him pretending to be like, so, you know, it's like, no, that's the real him. I believe Mr. Mood Swing Jax is the actual real Jax. I just thought it was like a really interesting thing because, you know, you could have just said happy birthday, but you point out all your mood swings. I don't know. You always got to watch those little things that these reality stars kind of put on their social media. They think they're being sly and cute and romantic. And in the end, it just kind of makes them look a little more demented. You know, I don't know. Uh, And the last thing, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, you guys, uh, I'll talk more about this. I'm sure later in the weekend on Monday. Uh, They are neighbors, and in the last month, uh, it has turned to love. We are uh, hearing reports of uh, that they have started dating for about a month. And if you look on their social media, uh, Travis has put a lot of black hearts under her pictures, which is always, I'm sure, for like a rocker, the, the kind of thing to do. Maybe I'll start putting black hearts on people's pictures. But also on one of her photos, he wrote, You're so cool. And if we are a student of pop culture and history, we know you're so cool is the uh, line from True Romance that uh, 
that Patricia Arquette says to Christian Slater, and she writes it on a cocktail napkin. I think it's at the Ambassador Hotel. No, or is it the Beverly? I don't know. She writes it on a cocktail napkin. You're so cool about Christian Slater. And uh, he wrote that on her picture, which is very punk rock, too, to like quote a true romance lyric. Uh, I mean, a line. So. So they're dating, supposedly. Uh, a lot of people put this together also because Courtney posted a photo from, I believe it's uh, Chris's Palm Springs mansion of, like, I think the sun. And Travis Barker posted in the same backyard. And Internet sleuths put it together, said that looks like the same sun, that uh, they must be... Uh, they must be sleeping together. No, um, but yeah, I, I think what I would really love from this relationship, uh, there's a couple things I'm curious about, and I'm sure you guys are as well. Will Courtney start getting tattoos? Would love to see a face tat from Courtney. Could you imagine if Courtney Kardashian was the first Kardashian to get a face tat? It's the only way she wins, folks. It's the only way she gets ahead of Courtney and Chloe and Kylie and Kendall and Roger and Randy and Tito. It's the only way she wins. If she drops a face tattoo in this next week, she's a legend. You're talking poosh content for years, folks. She could do a poosh article on like, how I found the perfect face tat. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. And the other thing is little Mason, you know, he's like a, a fashion icon to a lot of young kids out there and to me as well. Uh, but he was dressing, you know, he had all like kind of the minks. If you've seen that photo of him, the white mink, uh, a lot of very trendy outfits, a lot of Yeezys, that kind of stuff. What if he starts dressing a little rockerish? What if we get a mohawk from a little Mason? Wouldn't that be dope? What if we get a, a nose ring? Like, I think it opens up so many possibilities. Could you imagine? Like, so Kim used to have to go to Kanye concerts. Uh, Chloe used to have to go to, uh, you know, various teams, basketball games. Kylie, uh, really doesn't have to do anything. She's a billionaire. Um, Kendall, uh, we don't know if she's into guys or girls, but, you know, but she goes to basketball games too. But wouldn't it be great if Courtney had to go to just like blink 182 shows? Could you imagine going to Blink-182 and like, oh, yeah, I was sitting next to Kourtney Kardashian. She loved it. Um, I, I think that's kind of dope. It actually, that's a relationship where if that is like, it kind of raises Kourtney. Because I think Kourtney is just so, uh, how do you say it, lazy. And I really, she's like, huh, she can barely like eat. Like I just, every episode of Kardashian, she's just eating out of a plastic bowl. And it's like, I've I've spent... We've all spent so much of our lives watching these ladies eat salads out of plastic bowls. It's like, I wonder how many hours I've just watched them just pick at salads. But like Courtney sometimes seems like it's a, that's even too much for her. She's like, ah, this fork is so heavy. Ow, what am I doing? Um, so I'm curious how that relationship would work. And I mean, that could you imagine a Hulu show of Travis and Courtney take Los Angeles? I mean, I would fully be on board for that. Come on. Come on. Let's, yeah, I would fully be on. Oh, anyways, that was a little pop culture breakdown for you guys uh, for your little Tuesdays. Um, so Amanda Bertoncini, Princesses Long Island. Let me give you a little info about Princess Lo Princesses Long Island. Right now, you can get the whole season on Amazon for like 12 bucks. And I'm telling you, you 10 episodes, 10 hour long episodes that are amazing. We talk a lot about about this show, but it revolves around, I believe, like six uh, six ladies. 
in uh, Long Island, and they are all incredible. They are all great characters that you will kind of fall in love with. And the thing is, it's like I don't want to like like a new show. So I remember watching this going like, Ugh, what is this show going to do for me? Probably nothing. And then you start watching, and you're like, this is great. How did this not... How did this not become huge? This was 2013, you know? Um, So the synopsis of the show, it chronicles six young Jewish women from the boomerang generation who reside at home with their parents in various communities on Long Island. It follows the groups as they go out on the social scene, look for their future husbands, as well as drama within the group. Um, And uh, yeah, like episode titles are You Had Me at Shalom. Shabbacalypse <laughs> Now, Saved by the Boys, Intermention, but it's like spelled like Mensch, Coco Loco, Who Are You, The Pope? I mean, Sunrise Sunset is the uh, season finale title, but you will fall in love with each one of these ladies. I'm telling you, it is great. And we talk about uh, Amanda's boyfriend in this, and this guy is a character. It is just a classic, classic reality uh, reality show character, and I'll play a clip uh, here in a second that'll uh, that'll blow you away. It's just he's just great on screen. He's just perfect on screen, and Amanda's great. The show is great. You're going to love this interview. Uh, but I really I want to start a campaign where I we gotta get a uh, a cast reunion. We gotta. If we don't do it on this podcast, I am going to campaign. That is a goal. That's so bad it's good nation. For all the baddies, we are going to campaign to get a Princess's Long Island cast reunion. I've got one. She says yes in this to this. So I just, I need to get to the other ladies. Um, I've got five more ladies to convince. We've got Amanda on board. But that's what I want. And I will sue Bravo if you take this idea. I'll give it to you for free, though. Uh, but I just want to be credited, is that we need this. We need to celebrate the history of Bravo. We need to celebrate. We need to, you know, Bravo needs to start really letting us know what has come. We need to pay homage to these icons. We need to find out where the cast of NYC Prep is. We need to find out what is going on with Gallery Girls. We need that. It's been too long. We must know. And I think there's a lot of life in a lot of these characters. So who knows? But you guys now oh, this is the other thing too is i watched it on um on amazon and so they had the scissor sisters as the original song but amazon they didn't i guess didn't want to pay for the scissor sisters song and so they used this song in the intro Which is a bop in itself. I I I I got addicted rewatching the show on Amazon. I got addicted to that new song. Miss Thing gets what she. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's uh that is a band called uh, Analog Revolution, which uh, I have not heard a lot from since uh, I guess this song. Um, so uh, let me play you a clip. Uh, let me play you kind of a little overview of the show and uh, we'll go from there. 
how to be hot on Long Island. The car you drive, the bag on your arm, the guy you date is pretty much who you are in Long Island. Go to the coolest, shop at the best. It'll make your boots look amazing. I want it. Drink the finest. Ooh, yummy. And have a blast with your best friends. Ooh. I want to punch you in the face. I don't care if I your boyfriend five times. I don't want to This is why we're all not married. Princesses, Long Island. I'm telling you guys, it is good. I know all you guys out there listening that have seen it know that it's good, but I am telling you all the other people that haven't, you have to go check this out. So without further ado, uh, the lady of the hour, Miss Amanda Bertoncini from Princesses, Long Island. Till you dead or you gone So on that note I'm leaving after the song So you ain't gotta feel No way about Jay so long But at least let me tell you Why I'm this way you guys, welcome back. This is my first interview of the year. Uh, I, I have battled back from coronavirus uh, just specifically for this one person because uh, when I had the opportunity to speak to this person, I, I jumped, I leapt at the chance because there are few people in these shows of reality that you really just truly uh, root for, love, and I think our next guest is one of those, but I need to I need to let you guys know because this this show is about what's on right now, but it also we we tip a hat, an homage, if you will, to to amazing shows of the past. And this is a show that I need you to trust me and I need you to watch. It is only 10 epi- 10 episodes. It took place in 2013, or that's when it came out. And let me read you the log line for this. This is a show that chronicles six young Jewish women from the boomerang generation who reside at home with their parents in various communities on Long Island. Um, so with this is a show called Princesses Long Island. There is one uh, person on this show that I think was kind of the breakout star of this show, and we get to speak to her today. I cannot wait to find out about the show. I cannot wait to find out what she's doing now. I am just insanely excited. So Amanda Bertoncini, welcome to the show. How are you? Good to be here. How are you? <laughs> thank you for, I, for being better so that we could talk. Um, thank you for being better. You, you guys, she got, was in a car accident uh, a little bit ago and she has a concussion right now. So the fact that we're both potentially mentally impaired is just uh, the best way to start the year. There's going to be a lot of good juicy stuff coming out. <laughs> don't even realize what we're saying probably. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I I spent, you know, I, I did a podcast called Hot Takes and Deep Dives with my friend Jess, and we were raving about your show in particular. There was a string of Bravo shows, I, I would say Gallery Girls, NYC Prep, and Princesses Long Island, that I think deserved so much more than it got. And they are cult classics in the sense that good reality shows take you into a community or a group of people that you did not know existed, but you can relate to, and you get to learn something about a whole new life that you have no idea about. And that was your, that was your lifestyle. I had no, and each episode was amazing. How did you get involved in this? So it was, it was a crazy experience. Um, In 2012, they started casting for the show and I didn't know about a casting. Um, I wasn't friends with any of the other girls. They all knew each other, but I was the youngest one and I didn't, I didn't know them. So for me, it was a different experience. Um, I was messaged. This is, this is how dated it is. 
I was messaged on Facebook by the casting director. I don't know if okay. she would ever do that now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Facebook. <laughs> and she was like, Amanda, I think you would be really great for this show. It's about six women that are single on Long Island that are doing things with their careers, but how to move back at home to save money. And at that time, I patented the drinking game. Yes, you guys. The, okay, the, she's she just brought up a, a key element of her plot line is that she invents, which I still think is an amazing thing. It's a drink hanky, so you you know uh, what do you say? Like uh, the average person wastes like ten napkins on a drink, and you can put a thing over your drink, and it can be in different designs. I I need to know what happened with the drink hanky because I searched for it on Amazon. I couldn't find it. That's a good idea. Oh my god, I know we we sold out three different times, and then. When the show ended, I just, I want to do more correspondent work and I just moved on. But when I first started that, it was because my father and I are obsessed with iced coffee. He was going through um, lymphoma at the time. So he he used to own a bunch of dealerships in Long Island. And um, when he got lymphoma, he wanted something to do. So we were always coming up with these little inventions. And one time we were in the car and he just started, we used to start taping napkins together and making our own koozie, so to speak. And when he was going through chemo and everything, he and I developed the drink hanky and I really went full force with it. One, because I wanted to make my father proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, because I really thought it was a great idea. And I thought it had such great um, marketability because yeah. you really put the name of any brand in the front of it and just it's it's a walking advertisement. So I was obsessed with it and I was about to make hinkies for everything. So that was well that I mean I really I saw I mean I I I was re-watching it this past week and I was like this is still a good idea. I need to see you on Shark Tank with this idea. You I'm need so to go on Shark Tank. I know. So many people told me to go on and I was so nervous to be made fun of if I went on that um, I was so silly in the sense because now when I watch Shark Tank, I actually purchase things that don't even get picked. I have have a scrub daddy. I don't even, I have a scrub daddy because of Shark Tank. Come on. Oh my God. Thank Uh, you. And I saw another girl online at Starbucks wearing, I forgot what it was called. It was like a giant, it was like a giant Snuggie. And yes. I saw that on Shark Tank. I was like, you guys bought it. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, and also what an amazing memory to have with your dad too. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, but um, so uh, I guess, so you get approached and how prevalent in like, cause you guys all seem like kind of you know, uh, not obsessed with pop culture, but very aware of it. Like right. is 2013, is that like after, that's way after Lindsay Lohan hit, right? That was after kind of all of that. I mean, how much, when you get approached like this, does it become, like in my head, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I auditioned for plays and I was like, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a huge star. Mm-hmm. How much of that in your head, did you grow up wanting to be a star? Did you grow up anything like that? Yeah, I mean, always. I I always wanted to be in a music video. I don't know why. I just you look. By the way, Lady Gaga, you were like, yeah, you, you have like the uh, such a good attitude, just like the same kind of vibe. You know, Gaga and I are so like, and I know this because I know her mom. And I met her sister. Your sister was a very nice. Thing, but <laughs> I went to Joanne's, and I lit, which is the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Her family's restaurant. And um, her mom and her sister were there. It's like, are you joking me? And I, I bet they, I, they they just hang out there wanting to be recognized, I bet. 
were just at the bar and I was waiting for my table. I'm like, you don't understand. I get, I, I was like pinned as Lady Gaga at Hicks, um, at Hicks Farm here in Long Island. Yeah. And the whole family didn't speak English. And I had to be like, no, I'm not Gaga. I'm not Gaga. And this is when I had bangs too. So I really loved Gaga. And they weren't, they didn't understand me. So I just went with it and pretended I was Gaga. I was like, if they're visiting America, let me give them Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you get approached on Facebook. I, I assume you have like a couple auditions where they interview you and things like that, right? So, yeah. So I was approached on Facebook. They, they sent me, um, Chelsea Stevens from True Entertainment sent me a list to fill out of what Sex in the City character would you be? <laughs> It Wait, which one? Which so one are you? Are you? Are you Samantha? Who are you? So I said I was Carrie and Samantha. There you go. I yeah. love fashion, and then I also like I have a mouth on me, and I can you know I can be fun and um, whatever flirty. So when I'm single, so uh, I said a, a cross between both, and then they wanted us to talk about our families, our friends, what we like to do, um, and I think I was approached because. I was doing photo shoots for the drink candy at yeah. a very young age. I was um, between, like, I was 23 at the time. I was 23, 24, and I was doing all this, all this stuff that I think caught Chelsea's attention, and that's why she messaged me to begin with. And then I filled out my form. I sent it back to her, and uh, then the next thing we had to do was it was me, Joey, and Ashley. I mean, those are guys that, by the way, there's, so there's like six girls, uh, you know, Amanda, Ashley, Casey, Chanel, Coco, Erica, and Joey. So there's six girls that are the main characters of this show. So, right. Sorry, go on. So I didn't know any of them, but, um, the producers wanted to see how we would get along. So we all met at Toku and one of the producers had a, a, like a little camera and they were just videotaping us the whole time but we were just being natural and it was obviously uncomfortable. This is the first time that was happening to us, Yeah. but soon after we were really getting along and it was, it was really working out well. And then I was working in the fashion district at the time. And I remember getting an, uh, an email with a contract and I had I, I just couldn't believe that I actually got picked for a show. And then I didn't know if it was one episode or a full season. We didn't know what network. They called us, um, the name of the show is first Gold Coast Girls. Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Princesses Long Island is way better than Gold Coast Girls. That sounds, that's why. Yeah. And then it was also uh, the Princesses of the Five Towns. Okay, okay. And then they changed, and then it was Princesses Long Island. But we didn't know if it was going to be on Oxygen or when we heard it was Bravo, we were freaking out. <laughs> well, so so uh, how long before, like, so that that original email to the original five Facebook? Five months. Five months, and, and then you started shooting after that five months, or it was already shot within so that we five months? We were told that we were going to film the pilot, but... Yeah. We ended up just being greenlit and we just went right into production. Oh my God, really? And yeah. so, wait, so, and, and what did your mom, did you, your mom had to agree to be on it too, right? Right. So, oh, so, oh my God, how can I forget this? So when we signed the contract and everything, they came over to my house and uh, my sister and my brother and my mom were home. 
my parents are divorced. Um, my dad was living in Long Beach and um, they filmed me and my family hanging out and <laughs> took us separately and were talking to us also. And my mom just loved it. So she was all decked out. Oh, your mom, but your mom, by the way, is a, she's a, one of the stars of the show. I loved every really? scene with your That's mom. was amazing. And That's your relationship, your relationship with your mom was so, I think, I mean, we all know that, that a person that has that relationship with their mom, you guys, yeah. in the first episode, she's on a date and her mom kind of wants to go there with her and calls her, keep, they keep talking during the date while she's on the date. Yeah, literally, that was my that was my whole life. That was my whole life. My mom and I are very close. She had me at 25. So, you know, we're 25 years apart. We're very similar. I borrow all our clothes. If we had the same shoe size, I would have all our Manola Blahniks. Uh, she is such a great mom and my best friend. But there's also these struggles that I think the producers saw of yeah. the line between friendship and mom. So... Yeah, I mean that it really highlights that really well. Do they do you uh do they lead you in that direction or when you when they when you're being interviewed, do they kind of they obviously pick up on that, but did they push you in that direction? How is it when you don't know how to shoot a reality show? Mm-hmm. What how do they direct you into things? How do you know like you know, there were so many scenes where like, I mean, you and Jeff like had to show up at parties and people were already right. tanked. Like, how does that all work? So how it worked was we were only told, uh, we were only sent our schedule for the day. So it would say Amanda meet with Casey at Sip City and Great Neck at this time. That's it. It would just say the the times where we're meeting um, and how long it would be and when we were getting picked up. So um, that was it. But we didn't, and then when we got there, they would just say, you know, uh, we just filmed about so-and-so, so, you know, if you want to bring it up, if you don't, whatever, but we just filmed that, so you should touch upon that. You know, something like, but they never told us what to say. They never told us what to do. Uh, it was completely natural in that way, which yeah. made it pretty easy because we were just living our lives. And then the cameras... And my mom talks about this till this day. She's like, oh my God, my electricity bill was through the roof. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you have, a, you have a crew walking through your house all of a sudden. All the time. She's like, they're trekking with their shoes. I'm constantly cleaning, blah, blah, blah. But, um, and, and then she would always talk about how we had to, you know, if we had art on the wall, we had to identify who that artist is or it gets blurred. Uh, we can't wear, I went to wear Guns and Roses top and they said you couldn't wear that because then we're going to have to blur and you're going to look weird on camera. So things like that, they would tell us and then we would, be, you know, get to know that. And then the confessionals. Yeah, the confessionals. Yeah, the confessionals. other thing. That how, how, how do they, do they shoot the confessionals all at once or would you do it a little at a time? So they shoot the confessionals as, as you go. So it's, it's in, in real time. And then when you're done with the whole season, a few months after while they're editing, you get called back to the offices and they have basically your backdrop already and you're in front of a green screen. So yeah. it was, the backdrop was my room. They already had that. And then I would have to wear what I wore that day in the same hairstyle, the same everything. But 
you know, I remember losing a lot of weight from when I filmed to when we were doing press. So that was the only difference for me. So I could tell when it was real time or after, but yeah, you just had to match your outfit. Well, no. So you 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 came into this as kind of uh, not like kind of a lone wolf, where you said you didn't know the other girls. Yeah. Did you start to like you know you obviously started forming relationships very quickly. Were there uh, people that you got along with very well? Was there somebody that you didn't get along with? What was that like? So when I first started, I got I was very close with Ashley. And and I- by by the way, Ashley, you guys is a trip. She was another one that heard her dad. Her dad, uh, I mean, would just buy her gifts all the time. I think we see her 30th birthday party on this. this, uh, And at the end, you guys, it comes out that she had had a stroke a year earlier. And like, there's like this huge thing at a winery. It was like, it is insane. That's what I'm saying. This show is so amazing because by the last episode, surprises are even coming out where you're like, damn it, I need to see how this, I need to see a season two of this. Why? It's so frustrating watching it now. But so you, you were close with her. Very, very. And I remember as we were going on with the show, um, Joey started, me and Joey were both, we're both entrepreneurs. She has. A- yeah. Joey had a product as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kissing in. Um, so we, we both were, you know, very close. We were getting very close because we had a lot in common, Joey and I. But then Ashley didn't like that Joey and I were getting close and that <laughs> a rift. So then I was closer with Joey as we were going further into the season. And um, then Chanel, Casey and Ashley like, had their own alliance. And then it was like me, Joey and Erica. And um, so, okay. So I do need like, this is, and I know uh, just like spoiler alert, you are, uh, you are with uh, your boyfriend now. You're, you're correct. So just, yeah, I have a new boyfriend now. Yes, yeah. So I wanted, I need to, uh, I, I need to talk about the Jeff of it all. Um, mm-hmm. And you have a new, by the way, uh, wh- who, where can I find you on Instagram? Because I need everybody to go follow you because she actually had this really sweet post uh, to her her boyfriend that she she was just in a car accident and this guy just took care of her for the last couple of weeks. And where, where can I, where can we find you on Instagram, by the way? I'll put this in the notes as well. So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the real Amanda B underscore and the same on Twitter at the real Amanda B underscore. So you have a new boyfriend now, but in 2013, you had a boyfriend named Jeff and your uh, relationship with Jeff is a very prevalent part of your storyline. And Jeff, uh, I, I just have to say this gently, is just so all over you, on top of you. It's very, you guys, like Seinfeld, like schmoopy, schmoop. Like it's very uh, codependent in the weirdest way. And Jeff really, um, I, I, it's just, I don't even know what to say. What happened with you and Jeff? Where is Jeff now? Uh, does, I mean, did you realize how, I mean, I, that, I guess they didn't paint him in a certain way, but he came off just very on top of you a lot. So he's 12 years, my, he's 12 years older than me. And you met him on the, the, the train. Yeah, I met him right? on the Long Island Railroad as I was commuting from Great Neck to the city when I was working in the garment district on 7th Avenue. I was working in the showroom. And uh, Jeff uh, was like, stalking me for a few weeks and finally came up to me on the train and introduced himself and then but, but, but didn't he do it by the iphone like oh you have the new iphone how do you like that yes, yes, yes. he's like, yeah. oh, like <laughs> so you know when you're on the long island railroad anyone that knows 
a wonderful experience. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you get those cars where I'm sitting right here and then you have to face me. Yeah. Okay. And then there's nowhere else to look. So he did one of those. And he's like, wow, I see you got the new iPhone. <laughs> work it. I'm like, oh, my iPhone's ever. I'm so naive, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was like trying to get my number yes. or anything. I was like, oh, my iPhone is everything. And I was doing these photo shoots, want to see, and blah, blah, blah. And I started showing him like my life on the train to work. And he came very close. And because maybe he was 12 years older than me, I I respected him in a, in a totally different way where I felt like he was really taking care of me and guiding me in the right way. And he was. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, by the way, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't come off as a bad guy. He comes he off as a just man. so on top of you, the whole, like, it was just very like, there's you, there's Jeff kind of a thing. Right, like we had a very codependent relationship. Everywhere I went, he went with me. I mean, there's not anything that I that I did where he wasn't with me. And then, so then we we ended up getting engaged. Wait, see, that's why isn't there a season two? This is so I'm so yeah, upset. Got engaged. Oh I my mean, god! On the train when when you he promise ring. Promise ring. Yeah, that was real. Um, I had no clue. We were on our way to a Bon Iver concert. I don't know if you've ever. Heard oh yeah, Bodie. Yes, I love. Oh my God, Skinny you Love and all that. Yes, will make me cry. Oh my God, I. It, oh my God, I, I've I've talked about Bon Iver on this the uh, on this show yeah. so many times. Oh yeah, because he makes like there's so many songs of his that are like will just make me cry. Like it's, it's crazy. Insane. We so we saw so we had a whole plan to see them at Radio City. So that's where we were going. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jeff starts like prepare, having this speech. And then I turn around, I see the, the, some of my cameramen, but we were done filming. Oh, you didn't even I know had... the camera guys were there. Oh, wow. No, you this is the... the promise ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the promise ring, got it. So uh, that was really real. We were on our way to the Bon Iver concert or Bonnie Bear. Yeah. And, um, and I had no clue that that was going to happen. And fast forward... Uh, two years later, we got engaged at an Italian restaurant. His parents were there. Um, and who we, who we meet in the show as well, I believe. Yes, yeah. who are amazing. Um, unfortunately, his father passed. Who oh, is like, yeah, this man in the world. Um, and we were engaged, and we were engaged for over a year, and that started to really bother me. And there were things that were coming from that that were starting to bother me as well. I didn't feel like I, even though he was older than me, I didn't feel comfortable having a future. Like- Yeah, with like kids and everything like that. Things like that. And me being younger and being such a go-getter is making me nervous because I felt like if I wasn't doing all this stuff, then maybe we wouldn't have all this stuff. So, and, and I wanted to, Someone. Well, I mean, like, it's like relationship. Relationships are the toughest thing that we can all go through. I mean, like, it's right. just life happens. Like, I'm I'm unfortunately divorced, and it's not something that you get into where you think that that's ever going to happen one day. You know, it's no. but what, what's it like, though, then having to have a document of a relationship that is on like, what's that like? Because I can't imagine having my relationship 
where I could actually see it played back to me? Like, and, and, and then at different periods of your life, what did you think about that when it first came out as opposed to what do you think about it now? Are you able to laugh at certain moments? Are you able to laugh? Are you, or does it upset you? You know, that's a great question. When it first came out, I was hysterically laughing. I found it so funny. At some points I was like, Oh my God, we're kissing too much. on <laughs> you, you guys did kiss a lot. It was, it was a lot. Oh my God. Like it wasn't just the editing. I mean, I, I don't know what was wrong with me. And, um, but we were very much in love. And yeah. the funny part is that when I signed up for the show, I was supposed to, I was actually single. And then when I was picked is when I met Jeff and I had to ask, is it okay if I have a boyfriend? Oh my God. They were like, yeah. They, I mean, then they probably met him. I was so him. scared to ask though. I was going to pretend I was single if I had to, but, yeah. um, he, you got, no, that, it brings so much to the show that you allowed that to be seen. It's amazing. It broke it up a little bit. because I was Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So when I watched that in the beginning, I found it very funny. When I, when I watch it now, it makes me, it makes me sad. It really does. And it makes me feel like, wow, I've grown so much since then where I should be happy about that. But like, it also makes me miss my younger days and yeah. Just my carefree that, attitude and just my, I don't know, my naivete to love. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's why I think there's such a charm to the show because it really captures that mid-20s kind of vibe where you're a grown-up, but you don't even realize that you're still a kid until you're in your 30s. And then you're like, oh my God, there, I, life was so much easier back then. And when I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, going out to clubs, getting a little, getting a little tipsy, you know, like, and I thought I was such an adult. And now looking back, I was like, I had, I was still a kid. And it's so, I think that's what really the huge charm of it. But the other thing I wanted to ask, and I, the, where I can't relate, and I think this show really touches on, and I think a lot of young ladies would love this is, uh, is that it really does, I think, approach a lot of issues that females have to go through in terms of their age and what's expected of them. And this show really hits on like, living with your parents. Um, you know, so there, you know, there's the one girl that was really, uh, popular in, uh, in high school, um, Erica. Erica and she, you know, supposedly had like, you know, cheated on, you know, like cheated on the one girl with the one girl's boyfriend and yeah. yeah and, and all these things. And she's now, and she's kind of like just a, not a, not a nobody, but she's not the popular girl from high school anymore. And it, it kind of touches on these things that I think a lot of women have to go through. And you touched on it a second there of like, what's that? I mean, that's just, it is, it's going to be a scary time in uh, a woman's life to try to find out what they're doing with their life. And then having that, having to watch that on TV, do you know what I'm saying? Was that like, did you get that at the time? Right. So I, I never had the pressure of being married at a certain age. If anything, my mom would keep me in her home as long as she could. Oh, she didn't want you to get married to Jeff. She was like, she didn't, because you said you wanted to get married to Jeff in the show. And she's like, no, no, not, not yet. No. And here I am. And if I want, when I watch it now, I'm like, wow, I'm 25 and I'm so quick to run and to live with this man and start a life. And here I am just starting out my career. And, and all I was thinking about is moving out, moving out. And my mom was right at the time, even though <laughs> I thought she was being selfish. And now, and now that I'm older, it's like, thank God, you know, I, I hope, I hope she rubs that in your face all the time. Look, I was right. Yeah. I told you I was yeah. right. 
He's like uh, always posting that picture with her face when she's looking at him. <laughs> she's like, don't mess with me. Like, <laughs> so, okay, I want to talk about the reception of the show and then I want to talk about all, like what you're doing now because I think you're one of the only people in the cast that I think like really has like a really cool, you're doing cool things. Uh, something that I, I really uh, love, yeah. you know, is your career uh, in, in radio and things like that. But when the show comes out, you, you film this show, do you have any, in your head, are you like, oh my God, I'm made. This is going to be like five seasons. This is going to be Bravo, Real Housewives. It's going to be great. What is What are the thoughts in your head? Because Bravo 2013, that's a great network to be on, right? Oh yeah. And we were in the, I remember, I, I remember seeing uh, Jonathan Chubin at an event and I was like, food God, at the same time as the Kardashians. I was like, <laughs> good luck. And then he was like, so sweet. And he was like, all right, um, I watch you guys. I was like, he's like, good luck. And I just thought we were going to be the next thing. I thought brand endorsement, this, that, and it was taken away from me like that. And going backwards a little bit, we were also, me, Chanel, and Ashley were the first ones that were gonna be, we were invited on to watch what happens live. And then we, at the last minute, were canceled. And um, go figure, they got Kim D to take our place, because she's always ready. So, yeah, Kim, wait, um, Kim, 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 the Kim D from Posh? The Kim yeah. D? Oh my God. <laughs> she took our spot last minute and I, and I saw it, I saw something happening where people were getting upset at, at us for different reasons. And I think it could have been handled a little better. Wait, what do you, what do you mean upset it? What, what, what do you mean? Well, when, well, people, let's say we're thinking, we're, we're making fun of us, like, First of all, the Jewish thing. Um, people were saying, are you filming on Shabbat? No, we weren't. People were just attacking us about the That's whole wild. thing. Like, uh, first of all, my uh, my father is Catholic who converted to Judaism. My whole side, one side of the family is Italian. My other side is Jewish. I never thought the show was going to be about being Jewish. So I never really got into it like that. And I never said I was going to be like the whole representation of Jewish people. No. They they never even gave me the chance to like go deep into my family and, and, and how my father converted or anything like that. So People were getting upset with that. Uh, people were getting upset that someone made fun of the South Shore and thought it was ghetto. People were getting upset about different things and we were cut from a lot of opportunities. And that's why I think to this day, we didn't get a second season. Which is crazy. You watch it, you watch it back now. And, and that is not any, that's not anything I pick up on at all. Like it's like Isn't one of those. crazy? I know. Cause it, we're so used to watching crazy yes. things. Like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so many shows, so many shows are built on the back of your, like that kind of show. You know, it's like you paved the way for all of these other shows. And that's, what's frustrating to me is that I complain now sometimes about Bravo being very homogenized in the sense of, Okay, I get it. You got housewives. Great. Love it. Um, but what else do you got? And they had a string of shows like your show, Gallery Girls, NYC Prep that I'm like, you guys had 
other stories. You had other great characters and, and it, because of the time or the ratings or, you know, it's like they didn't believe in them enough to keep it going, but those are franchises. This is a fran. This was a franchise and it was a huge missed opportunity on Bravo's part. And it's, I, I get ratings and stuff like that, but it was like, man, you, the second season is right there. I could write it myself, you know? Thank you. And we had great ratings. And what you mentioned on that, on the podcast where we first reached out to each other, yeah. because I saw you were talking about princesses that colon was for a reason. There were going to be other cities. Oh my, see that, that's what I, I love that guy. I mean, I, I just it also think sucks. that sucks, but that's what I'm saying is that to be able to watch, like, even if you were like being attacked for, you know, uh, Judaism or something like that, is that like, well, wouldn't that be amazing to watch them grow and see how you do approach that in another season? Wouldn't that be great? I, mean, I just feel like you had so much magic in between the people that were on that show, the ladies on that show, each one of them brought something individually that was great. And as somebody that just really spends way too much time watching reality shows, this is a breath of fresh air. So um, so this, this, this comes out and it, it, what is that? Is that a huge depression? Is it a huge blow? Like I I'm used to not getting acting roles and it, it, it has hurt so bad in the past. Was that like that? Or was it like, Oh, you know, whatever. It's a reality show. Things come around. Uh, it, it was a huge blow. I was, I didn't leave my house for like a month. It was bad. It was really bad. Also because in my town of Great Neck, it's very small. So wherever I went, people were just like, there I, I, There was not one second where someone wasn't coming up to me. It was the biggest thing to hit our town. So it was also major for them also. And- um, Were they dicks? Were they, were they, were they mainly supportive or were, was your town like kind of dicks about it? A lot of people were so supportive. And then a lot of people, which I find funny now, um, we're hating on it, but then it's like, then I see them as influencers on Instagram now. And like, they just <laughs> wanted it for themselves. Yes, was, exactly. Get it. Yes. <laughs> um, Amanda, do you have 10 more minutes? Are you good? Okay, yeah. cool. So, um, so it comes out. Um, and then, so what is the, you're, you're still with Jeff. Unfortunately that, uh, you know, you get engaged that go, that unfortunately ends at a certain point, but what do you then decide with your life? What is the next, uh, what led you to today? So during the whole press junket that we did, I, I loved it and I loved everything about it. And I, I love being interviewed and it made me want to be that person. I wanted to be a correspondent. I said, I want to be a host on E. Who doesn't, right? But that was, that was exactly my focus after the show ended. So what I did was I signed up for Backstage. Um, it's about $20 a month. And I just started applying for roles. And there was this one, um, one role, it was called, uh, it was a field reporter role for a show called What's Happening in New York. And I went to the casting, there were about two to 300 women there, and women and men. And um, it was my first time memorizing monologues, uh, using a teleprompter. Yeah. Uh, they threw like a fake Justin Bieber in the mix and I had it do <laughs> him and he was like a total dick and I had, they had to see how I dealt with that. Yeah. And I could deal with any prick. I mean, so that was fine. Um, and I nailed it and I got it and I couldn't believe that I 
was actually good at this and, and I never studied it before. So ever since then, I've just been really trying to hone in on that and, and just keep building. Yeah, you, I mean, you've done so many celebrity interviews, musicians, like, I mean, it really is kind of a very, you have a very cool talent and, and then, and then radio got involved in that as well. Correct. Right. So I had my own segment with CBS radio, also on Revolution 93.5, which is in Miami. It's called The Tea with Amanda B. And um, we basically discussed... Wait, the, the Tea with Amanda B? I like that. The yeah. Sip on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I it really started as um, what's trending, because I'm I'm a pop culture guru. I know everything. So it's really like what's trending, what's, what's you know, spill the tea together. And then when COVID hit, it became more about... I need to get these businesses on air for at least 15 seconds and give them free advertisements. So that's what I did. And so I would start to um, just give like 15 seconds, like, hey, so-and-so is open for curbside pickup uh, and delivery. If you're a healthcare worker, lunch is on us, something like that. And I was awesome. a bunch of a bunch of those and and it and it really stuck and we we did really well. Uh, in doing so, we really just wanted to help show yeah, yeah, yeah. still to this day. That's that's uh, amazing. Um, you talk about being a guru of pop culture. I I like to consider myself that as well. Um, so, what is your? I guess what's your? Who are your favorites out there? What do you like? What do you? And also, I want to know: Do you watch Bravo still, or is it like screw that? I will never watch that network again. <laughs> you have great questions, and I can pick up a lot from you. How? Um, um, stop it, Mantis. Oh, I'm going to put this on my vision board. I'm putting this on my vision. Thank you, Amanda. We got to co. We got to co-host a show. That's what we got to do. I would love that. Sip okay. sip, wait, sip and tea with Amanda and Ryan B. Or something oh, yes. like that. Well, we'll, we'll figure great. it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what? So what are your favorite? What do you love to listen to? What do you like to watch? Okay, so I'm I am obsessed with Bravo. I watch all the Housewives. I watch I watch everything. I What's really, your What are your favorites? Like, do you do you have a favorite Housewives? So I became friends with a lot of the Housewives too. So Margaret Josephs is by far like numero uno on the list. She's oh, she's five. awesome. Yeah, I love Tamra. I love Melissa. Um, is it, wait, is there any, is there one that you don't love or that has ever given you attitude? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, the million, the million dollar matchmaker. Yeah. It was so funny because we had like one episode and it was at the event where I met Jonathan Cheban and everyone and Patty was there and everyone was running up to her wanting to take pictures with her. And she was being such a bitch. She and kind of does come off like that. Every Everybody says a similar and thing. She was like, I got to go for my cigarette break. And she would just like get up and leave. And like, <laughs> like being really mean to her fans. And so the fans were coming up to me and they're like, oh my God, you're Amanda. Like we just saw your first episode. You're so nice. So like Patty's being such a bitch. Will you take a picture with me? <laughs> so um but yeah that, that was the only bad one but like i've met a lot a lot of uh, broad celebrities and i've danced with them at weddings i've hung out with them I've i mean you are but you are a bravo 
that's what I'm saying. I think more people, I, I, I'm telling you, my goal in this podcast now is I've got two years to make a 10-year reunion happen on Princesses Long Island. Also, I need a Princesses Long Island BravoCon panel if BravoCon comes back. Um, I, just, I, I just, I need that personally, and then I can die happy. Um, where, I mean, in like, when's the last time you talked to any of these girls? Like, when it, when, no. I mean... Joey, I was talking to a lot during, uh, especially when, when COVID first hit and she has a boyfriend right now too. And she calls me up and she's like, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> and, we were, and we were hanging out together. Chanel and I used to be really good friends, but like she went apeshit on me a few times. So I've just like distanced myself from her. But like in per- personal things, not because of the show. Like still because of the show things. Like we did a Newsday five-year reunion and we're walking out. I'm like, Chanel, we did so good. Where are we going to go to lunch? She's like, Amanda, you talked over me the whole time. <laughs> yelling at me. And we had a whole fight in the middle of Newsday. So Wait, then, why? Do not fight without cameras there. We and need- then I stole her lift and I, and I took it and I went right home. I was like, yeah, I'm Chanel. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but when's the last time you talked to Ashley? When is it? Ashley, um, I saw her at this. Um, it was a, it was this um, health event a few years ago, about two years ago, and she came up to me and asked me about something um, that happened when she was in the hospital that that she didn't like, and I gave her my the honest truth, and she really respected it. And then we went out to Mateo's and had lunch and had a really nice time. So. Um, I've also reached out to her. Recently. I think there needs to be, there needs to be a princess's text chain. You guys need to all have like a text thread. I mean, that's how I like to picture casts all ha- on the same text thread, but I hate that you guys, uh, I, I, I guess in my head, it's like, you know, we watch these shows and we want everybody to stay in contact forever. And that's just not how life is, unfortunately. <laughs> But at the same time, like when I saw Ashley and, and it was a few years since the show ended, I was like, Ashley, get over here. Like I, it was like a familiar, it's a familiarity that, that no one can understand. And we have, we've been through so much together that you just have to like, give me a hug. Come here, girl. You know? And that's yeah. just how I am. I also don't hold grudges. So. Well, you seem to kind of be the most, um, I mean, Jeff aside, you seem to be the most solid person on the show in terms of uh, you didn't seem in. I mean, I don't not that the other girls seemed insane. You didn't seem like off the charts, like you weren't like trying to like fight with people. You know, you were kind of kind of loud. Which, by the way, the last. uh, Drink in that red bikini girl's face. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Well, but that that, they they were trying to start crap with Jeff, you know. Thursdays. Yes. But by the way, that I feel like that's a very Long Island thing is that girls stand up for themselves. Oh my God. Like she wanted so much camera time that it was just annoying. It was like, girl, get away from me. It is crazy to look at the fashions though, too. It's like to see what 2013 and 2012. Well, I was like, oh my God, I remember some of those outfits. That's crazy. I like the um, big belts over like the shirts. <laughs> There's so many things I know. And just the tan, the hair, all of that. I know. Oh my God, I know. If I could nope. do it again, if we get our 10 year reunion, I mean, it would be so fabulous. Okay, so, so Amanda, so if I can make this happen, you're possibly in, right? 
Oh, I'm in. So I just need to get the other five girls. I need to get uh, True Entertainment or whoever produced your company. Uh-huh. Yeah. I need to get those on board. I think we yeah. can make this happen. My goal is to get as many new eyes on this. Right now, you can get this show on Amazon Prime. You can buy the whole season for like $13, which is insane. 10, uh, 10 full episodes. And each episode, you guys, is amazing. Uh, but the thing is, you're still insanely young. You're going radio, TV. I know COVID is a huge step back for I know personally me so it has to be for you as well is that the goal still is just to keep on going with radio and tv is that the overall goal is there a new goal yes, yes. Uh, and actually the the show that I told you I first started out with with doing correspondent work uh they actually when I came back to New York they reached out to me and they want to do they want to like pick up the show again good figuring out due to COVID whether yeah. it's going to be me on the street um, or is it going to be me just in the studio, um, having guests on because it's just, it's just a hard decision right now because I want to be out there and I want to, sh- you know, show what's going on, but at the same time, you're not allowed to do certain things and with health risks. So yeah, you want to be safe. That out. Well, that's, I mean, it, it's such a really uncharted territory for all of this stuff. And I the hard thing is, is that we had so much time in front of our TVs during COVID, but it's like, you realize that the only these shows really work when you're out there able to actually experience your life and then come back and watch them. That's when they're the most fun. It's not the most fun when you're staying in your room 24 seven and that's all you do is watch these shows, you know? Right. Exactly. And I'm just so happy to feel better and, you know, yes. And so yeah, you made a full recovery almost from the, the accident. You have a concussion, but you look great. You sound great. Uh, 2021, by the way, we're only, what are we three or four days into 2021? So we have plenty of time to make things happen. Um, and I know you're with a new guy. That's amazing. But, uh, Amanda, where else can we support you? Um, how do we champion you? What, what do we, what do we got to do? Well, my Instagram got hacked a while ago, so I have like no following. So everyone just go follow me on Instagram at the real Amanda B underscore. And guys, I'll put that on the show notes. So go follow her and let her know you love this interview. Yeah, and on Twitter. And um, I post all my interviews and everything like that so you guys can watch and, um, and also follow me along my journey. You know, I am not a princess in in any way. No, you are extremely nice. And in fact, I was, I was so nervous to talk to you initially because I was just, I, I really consider you, I consider these shows, these are really like my, my Oscar nominated films and your show to me really, it did not get the credit it deserves. And my, I really want to put as much awareness on this show. If you guys are looking for it, like a, just a new treat, you are going to devour this show, but you are great. And you've made this so easy. Thank you so much for doing this. When you, when you DM'd me, I was so excited that you were so nice and it made everything so much easier. Um, But I cannot wait to support everything that you do. If you come out to Los Angeles, we have to meet up once it's safe. Um, I, I need to get a selfie. That's basically the, I, oh, I got to yeah, get it. I know. Well, we can do it right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Amanda, <laughs> and please. Thank you so much. I mean, tell I, your mom I said hello too. I need, I tell your mom she's amazing. Oh, I will. I will. You know, she stole because Bravo sent us um, the DVDs each week so that we could do our vlogs. I don't know yeah. if they do vlogs. 
I, you know, I remember like the housewives always did blogs too, but I, I have not, I don't know if they still do them. Uh, well, we had to do blogs every week. So we got sent the DVDs. So we get it like two days before it would air. So we can do our blogs. My mom stole all of them. <laughs> oh, she's in Florida, so I can't even watch right now. <laughs> okay, okay. So if there's any listeners in Florida, we need to get those DVDs back uh, ASAP. We need to get them back to Amanda, the rightful owner, as soon as possible. That's um, not over my dead body. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much, and I really you, so you got to come on again if you uh, we got to talk we, next time. We got to just talk about I got, we got to watch a certain reality show, and then we just yeah. got to re, we got to recap it. So much to say about like Salt Lake City. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Do you have wait? Do you have a couple more minutes? Wait, what is Salt yeah. Lake? What do you love on Salt Lake? Do you? Okay. Lisa Barlow, crazy. like I love her. I love her. Meredith Marks, I love her. Obsessed with them too. I what really do you think? Of, what do you think of Brooks Marks? Do you want a Brooks Marks tracksuit? What do you want? I'm obsessed with Brooks. I love him. <laughs> I, love, I love his subtle attitudes because they're so on point. And when he like tells his mom, like he like puts his mom in check. He's, He's like, very deadpan. He's very. You are I'm not. Scared. I'm scared of Brooks Marks. I'm scared. I, I think he would make fun of. I'm very scared of Brooks Marks. Um, oh no, he's going to be such. You have to. You should probably get him on. Wait, like, what did you think of Vanderpump Rules? Did you like that show? I love Vanderpump Rules. Um, there's been a lot of firings. Um, I love <laughs> Sheena, by the way. Sheena's always been really great to me. Like even. I can see that. I had like nothing and I wanted to interview her. She would always respond to me and she would always like talk to me and she's always very natural and real. I really love her. And Lala, Lala's my girl. I, <laughs> I interviewed her for um, Millennium Magazine a few years ago. And it was before she met Randall. And she was like a totally different person then, but she, she's, she'll always be Lala. And I have to say, there is this one point where I'll never forget it. We were on the phone and then she got into her car. So it hung up the call. And I was like, shit, did I just get hung up on? And two seconds later, she called me back and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just, I had to switch from my car remote. And she was just so nice to give me that time. And I remember Jake Kennedy was in the car too. And he's like, what's up? It was just like a crazy, I felt like I was on Vanderpump Rules for two minutes. Oh my God. It is crazy uh, going to those restaurants in LA and then realizing, you know, it's just, it's very funny that they shoot the show there and, and, and things like that. And um, oh my God, they're all right there on the same block. You will. Okay. That's where we're going. When you come to LA, we'll just hit all of the spots. Um, but, uh, okay. Next time we're recapping a show. That's it. So I like going to shows and like Atlanta, by the way, gives me chills when I, when I'm watching it now. I mean, they uh, talk about, uh, if you watch from Atlanta season one to now, it is a completely different show in the way they have managed to maneuver with all the social justice issues and then still make it entertaining and funny. Uh, it's, but it's, it's, I mean, what do you think about that when reality shows start like actually incorporating what's going on in the world around, uh, you know, and not uh, just be funny? You know, I, I never thought I'd want to watch COVID back, but to watch it back is so interesting seeing how it was unfolding in these different areas and how these housewives were taking accountability and Portia getting out there, getting crazy, fire, being getting arrested. I mean, watching her gives me the chills. I'm obsessed with her now and and I just it's real life and it's what we're going through and it's helping people go through it with them 
I completely, so, I completely agree. And I feel like they're doing it the right way. Did you watch Potomac? Yes, I did. Are you, wait, okay. Are you team Monique or team Candace? I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Candace. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, because you don't lay hands on anybody, right? I understand that she cries a lot. I understand <laughs> that people are annoyed with her, but at the same time, everyone's rallying over Monique and I don't understand why. She- I think it will be, I think it's because Candace, like, I, I think there's something to be said for, and like, in Long Island, I th- I'm sure there's a lot of people that like just kind of run their mouth a lot. She runs her mouth a lot. And I think sometimes I've seen it where if somebody runs your mouth like so many times, not that it's right, but they're eventually going to get confronted. And I think like, and it seems like she still is doing the same thing. Like we found out at the reunion, she told, she like was texting Karen to go to, like she's going to hell and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. why are you still doing that? You know, but you're right. Nobody took my hands. Team. I'm not a team, but, but in that situation, I just thought, okay, well, Monique has obviously got to go or, or it's just not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but what a great, but what a great season overall. It was so entertaining. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but like Michael ruining that engagement. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, he's, that's, obsessed he's obsessed with Juan. That's yeah. Like, I mean, well, he, I, he's obsessed with any guy in the scene. Like he grabs the cameraman's butts. He grabs, I mean, it's, it's wild what Ashley puts up with. I'm sorry. I love Ashley, but if she does not Stick to if he does one more thing, he's gone. I will not have any respect for her because she's so <laughs> real and she's looking, she's gonna start looking stupid. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. How do you respect somebody when like they let that happen in their personal lives? And then like you're right, like she's totally awesome, but then the one huge gaping hole in her judgment is this huge douchebag. And you're like, how does that, how can I continue to respect you on everything else? Yeah, you can't. And, and she and she is so much to give it could be to someone else yes i mean that's but but then it kind of start, starts making me quite i hate that we're in a we're in a year where conspiracy theories are abound and i hate that but that now i'm like oh my god is there some kind of arrangement because who puts up with that but i guess you, you never know you know I, I know but that that was crazy and there's so much i would love to get into okay yeah i mean i could talk to you for hours and hours so thank you so much for all of this time uh, you guys, I know a good portion of you are already huge fans of this show, but I'm speaking to the people that do not know about this show. Amanda Bertoncini is the breakout star of this show. We are going to make this show come back in a big way. We have two years to do it. So I hope all of you baddies are with me. Uh, 2021, Princesses Long Island, Amanda Bertoncini, thank you so much for doing this. So much. This was so much fun. Thank you for making this. That was Amanda Bertoncini. Wasn't she great? Oh my gosh. I And also I was, I was dying when she started talking to me about other Bravo shows at the end. I was like, oh my God, I got to get her on for a recap. I would love to pick her brain about other Bravo shows. So happy new year, Amanda. Thank you so much for doing that. That was such a special treat for me and for all of us out there. And I got to tell you guys, I really want you to go and watch this show at some point this year. And then let's do it. Let's do it like a book club. Let's it's it's, you know, the book club where we just watch TV is that that can be considered a book club, right? <laughs> you know, what? maybe I'll recap this over on. Um, ooh, why didn't I think of that? Maybe I'll recover this uh, recap this over on Patreon. Maritza, what do you think? Um, God, because there's just 10 
beautiful episodes that I'm telling you, you know how, okay. So Amanda and Jeff, you know how she was talking about in the interview about that one scene, uh, where he gives her the, the promise ring. Like imagine having something like that on film for the rest of your life. Like when I, I got engaged, uh, you know, I'm no longer married, but I just, if I had had that on film and had to keep going, but I mean, that's just wild. And Amanda, I'm going to play that clip, uh, that clip right now. So I'm just giving you a trigger warning, but I just want the people to know what they have in store for them because this is amazing. Listen to this. I just want you to know, I know. that this is a proposal. This is a proposal for me to you. Will you accept this commitment? Will you accept this commitment? Oh, so cute. Will you accept this commitment? And promise ring from me. And let us put our hearts in each other's hands for life. <laughs> Jewish people don't give promise rings. I want you to know that it is a proposal and that it's the same, it's the very same thing. I just didn't want to get down on bending knee, but this is you and me together for the rest of our lives, babe. So it's not a proposal, proposal. Even though I would have loved it to be an engagement ring, I'm a little bit relieved. You guys, this is a great scene that goes on for like four minutes. Um, but that is the kind of stuff I'm... T- the crazy thing is I can't imagine being on a reality show because we just heard from Amanda. Like this was like a real relationship. Imagine having that on film for the rest of your life. That's why I gave her a trigger warning um, before it. Cause that would just be wild. Like it made me think about like when I would make these declarative statements of love to like my, my heist, my college girlfriend, you know, and I'm just so thankful that I didn't have a reality show crew uh, running around with me. But anyways, Amanda Bertensini, the show is Princesses Long Island. Uh, sometimes it'll pop up on the Bravo app, but you can get it uh, on uh, Amazon. And I think it's like 13 bucks. Or I'll just give you guys my Amazon login and you can go watch it that way. But we should. We should talk about more about this show. I want to try to get the other cast members as well. So Amanda, please help me out with that. Eventually, we need we need to get all you guys back together. So uh, I was so excited to do that. So you guys, um, oh yeah. So, uh, Sofia Jimenez, she'll be on, uh, I was having her on the show today as well, but I didn't get the discount code and, uh, for shop mixology, but I'm going to have one for that. I, I think you guys might know shop mixology. She works for them. Uh, and, uh, I want to make sure. So that I guess will be on Thursday's show after my parents, uh, because she is great. And it was a really great conversation we had. And I want to make sure we get you guys something as well for all the baddies out there. So this has been another episode. Thanks for supporting me with the going daily. I am going to end you with something that is going to make you smile. This made me smile. You know how I love mashup songs, right? And this is a great one. I just found this. This is called I Need You to Hurry Up. It's Dua Lipa versus Kanye West. Uh, from the DJ One Board DJ EU. And I think it's good. I think it's going to put a smile on your face and a little pep in your step. Uh, remember, you guys, cool means nothing. Cool is fleeting. Uh, be proud to be a geek. Be proud to be a nerd. Uh, do what you love. Believe in it passionately. Follow your heart and everything else will fall into place. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I need you right now. Right now. Right now. 
Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the boss tonight. And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Austin, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Cause right now, that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show up to this fake shit. So go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit. Especially in my pastel on my vape shit. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel, homie. Take six, take this. Hey, I got you. Got a man in that. If you make plans in that, if God put me in your plans in that, I'm tripping this drink, got me saying a lot. But I know that God put you in front of me. So how the hell could you front on me? It's a thousand years, it's only one of me. I'm tripping, I'm caught up in a moment, right? You want me? I want you, baby. My sugar boo. Batches.